Oh, we need you, Jesus. We can't do anything without your power. Not your strength, oh Lord. Consume our hearts. Consume our minds tonight, oh Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. If you have a Bible, let's turn to the book of Isaiah. Chapter 38. Isaiah chapter 38 and beginning at verse 16. O Lord, by these things men live, and all these things is the life of my spirit. So wilt thou recover me and make me to live. Behold, for peace I had great bitterness, but thou hast and love to my soul delivered it from the pit of corruption. For thou hast cast all my sins behind thy back. For the grave cannot praise thee, death cannot celebrate thee, they that go down into the pit cannot hope for thy truth. The living, the living, he shall praise thee. Yes. As I do this day, the Father, to the children shall make known thy truth. The Lord was ready to save me. Therefore, we will sing my songs to the string instruments all the days of our life in the house of the Lord. And by the help of the Holy Ghost tonight, I want to preach on God is ready, are you? Yeah. God is ready, Good. are you? You can be seated tonight. Uh, here in this uh, chapter here, at uh, the beginning of this chapter, you'll read that the prophet came to Hezekiah and began to tell Hezekiah that uh, it's, it's time for him to put his house in order, get things together, um, because um, he is going to die. And uh, that was the word, and you'll read where um, he gave him the word. He walked out, left the house, and Hezekiah, the Bible says, he turned his face to the wall, and he began to cry out to the Lord. He began to weep before the Lord. He began to tell the Lord, um, ask the Lord to remember him and all of his, his faithfulness and all uh, in living and, and walking according to God's word and according to God's statutes. And as Isaiah is on his way, uh, the word comes to Isaiah to go back and to tell Hezekiah that the Lord has heard your cry and that he has seen your tears. I mean, I want you to know it's a good thing to know that God sees us tonight. Yeah. And that God takes note of every cry. He takes note of every prayer. I got news for somebody. He takes note of every tear as well. The Bible talks about how that um, he hold, the, how he keeps the tears in a bottle. Yeah. I'm telling you, God, there's not one tear that falls from your eyes that God doesn't take note of. Right. He takes note of it. He knows what it's all about. 
And you can rest assured that God is on the way and that God is going to make a way. God is going to work things out for your good. I'm so thankful that I have a God that takes note of me tonight. Yeah. I know without a shadow of a doubt his eye is on me tonight. Yeah. I know that there is not one cry that I cry out to the Lord that falls on deaf ears. It may fall on deaf ears when it concerns human beings because that's just how we are. Yeah. But when it concerns God, you better know that God inclines his yeah. ear to every cry, oh, yeah. to every prayer, to every petition, to every request. Oh, he said, my ear is not heavy that it can hear and that my hand is not short that it can't save. I want you to know that God sees his people tonight. God hears his people tonight and that God is going to come through. God is going to come through. Yeah. You can be seated tonight. Oh. And so, Hezekiah begins to, he gets the word from Isaiah that the Lord has the Lord has heard you. And God is going to grant you 15 more years. God is going to grant you life. And here, where we begin picking up at verse 16 is Hezekiah begins to, he's beginning to talk to the Lord. And, and he is somewhat, he is, he is he's praising the Lord for what the Lord um, has done in his life. It's a good thing that when you recognize all the things that God has done in your life, that you make it up in your mind that you're going to praise the Lord, that you're going to lift up God, you're going to, despite everything else, you're going to praise God because you know without a shadow of a doubt that if it wasn't for God's mercy, if it wasn't for God's grace, if it wasn't for God's forgiveness, he said the Lord has cast it my sins behind his back. That's talking about God's forgiveness. That's talking about how that God forgives us of our sins. I'm so thankful tonight that I'm a blessed person tonight. You are a blessed person tonight. And you know what? It ain't based on what is in your bank account. It ain't based on what kind of car you drive. It ain't based on what kind of house you live in. The writer said, blessed is the man who he does not impute iniquity unto. Honey, you are a blessed people tonight because you have an opportunity to have your sins forgiven. If God has washed away all of your sins, oh, your hands should be in the air. Your voice should be lifted. You should be rejoicing. You should be praising God that God has been graceful unto you. Oh, somebody ought to lift him up tonight. I'm talking about we was on our way to a devil's hell, and it's because of his grace. It's because of his mercy. The writer said we are not consumed. Right. They can be seated tonight. Lord, thank God. You can never forget that God in his mercy and his grace, God has forgiven us. And God forgives us on a daily basis. God is very patient. Yeah. He's very long-suffering yes, with he us. He's very kind to us. You know, the writer said that it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. When you realize how good God has been to you, something 
about understanding that should make me want to get some things right. Something about that should makes me make me want to fall on my face and and begin to let God know that you know I've I've messed up again and I need Him to wash it and make the slate clean yeah, over yeah, again. Yeah. Do you know the writer said that if we would confess our sins, that He is faithful and just to forgive us of those sins. Yeah. You know, I want to get some things clear before God tonight. Yeah. I want to use this opportunity for good tonight. I don't want it to pass me by. I want to get those hands in the air. Yeah. And I want to ask God to have mercy yeah. on a wretch like me. You know, God, you know, I'm just prone to making mistakes at times. And, I, you know, I need you to forgive me again. I need you to make it all new again. I need you to wipe the slate clean again, God. Come on, Lord. I need your mercy. I need your oh, grace. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I need. I can't live. We can't make it without his grace. That's right. We can't make it without his mercy. Come on. The psalmist said, Lord, if you if you mark iniquity, who would be able to stand? You know what that means? If God took an account of how wrong we are, we would have no chance of making it. But thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his grace. Thank God that he cast it behind his back and he gave me another chance. Gave me another opportunity to do it right. Thank you, Jesus. To start all over. Come on. Make it new. Yeah. You can be seated tonight. Glory, glory. Thank you. So Hezekiah, he is going on and he's talking about how how good the Lord has been. And he begins to talk about how he says, the living, the living, he shall praise thee. Bible says that it let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. You know what this breath is for? This breath is not for cursing. It's not for murmuring. It's not for complaining. This breath that I have in my body is for praising yeah. and magnifying Jesus Christ. I did say Jesus. I didn't say men. I didn't say flesh. I said Jesus Christ. This breath that I have in my body is to lift up the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The one that is worthy of all the glory, worthy of all of the honor, and worthy of all of the praise. Honey, don't just sit there. Get on your feet. Lift up your hands and use that breath for what it was made for. And that is to magnify Jesus Christ. Come on, my breath was made for me to talk about how bad it is. My breath is made for me to talk about how good God is. How good he has been. How wonderful he is. That's what my breath is for. You can be seated tonight. That's what my breath is for. You'll, you'll find out that a lot of people will, will come into an atmosphere like this or church where people are, hands are lifted, voices are raised, people running an aisle, leaping for joy, and people will look around and think that you're crazy. But they think it's perfectly normal when 
you pack out stadiums, yep. ballparks of this world and stadiums, and they they shout to the point that they go home and they're hoarse. I was talking to um, one man, and supposed to be of some, some says that he's he is saved, uh, and um, he talked about how that he would go and he went to he would go to these these concerts, supposed to be you know Christian artists or whatnot, and he would talk about how that he would be right there on the, the front row and how that he would you know he would sing to the top of his lungs and he would shout and and he would just just be all in it to the point where he would go home and and uh, he because he was so close to the to the music and the speakers that he couldn't hear clearly for a couple of days and and his voice would be gone for a couple of days and and this is the same man that I see sit in church and that that he doesn't have that same kind of energy yeah. that same kind of enthusiasm right. that he would at a at a, some kind of event or some kind of uh, in some kind of arena but you know what I don't want to do that for the world and not be able to do it for Jesus Christ. Because you know what? Jesus is the only one that is worthy of that kind of praise. I said Jesus is worthy of the young person. Jay-Z is not worth it. Lil Wayne is not worth it. Beyonce is not worth it. Jesus Christ is worth it. Come on, God doesn't deserve your little out of work all day praise. God deserves your very best. God deserves everything that you have. He deserves all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul. Yeah. God doesn't deserve, oh, I can't wait till this is over with. Honey, God deserves everything. If it wasn't for him, you wouldn't have the breath in your body. You wouldn't be in your right mind. You wouldn't be able to stand. Was it for God? You can be seated tonight. And so, he goes on and he talks about as do this day, the Father to the children shall make known thy truth. I'm going to tell you something. As a parent and as parents, our children should know just how great God is. Yeah. They, should, they should hear us magnify God. They should hear us build up church. You hear me? Yeah. They should hear us build up prayer means. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. They should hear us build up the word of God. You hear what I'm saying? They should see us reading the word of God. They should see us praying without ceasing. You can be seated tonight. And and so I want to be careful what I what I teach my child. I want to be careful of what she sees me do. I really do, um, because you'll find out that if you're not, if you're not careful, you'll find out that you can hand down some bad things to children. Yeah. You can hand down the wrong thing to them. Um, you know, I don't want bitterness to get a hold of me, and to the point where I begin to hand that down right. to those that are coming up from coming up behind me. 
And you know, the, the, in the Bible, the principle is there. You'll read in the word of God that Jacob and Esau, we know the account. We know how that Jacob um, tricked Esau into selling his birthright. Um, and then he, he tricked his father into getting a blessing. And so now Jacob has to run for his life because Esau is mad. Esau is out to kill him. He is out to get revenge. And so as Jacob leaves and he, he is with his, his father, he's with uh, Laban uh, for a little while, um, the time comes where him and Esau meet. And he thinks that Esau is for sure going to take his life. And, but it, it, it turns out it turned out pretty well. Um, Esau made it seem as if he had forgave Jacob. And if you just stop there, you'll think that everything was smooth, everything was good and okay with them. But you'll find out that God changed Esau's name into Edom. But you'll find out, what you'll find out is that there is a group that when the children of Israel, when Moses was leading them out of Egypt, and the time came where um, there was a group that came up behind, well, not, not so much that, there was a group that they asked for them to pass by their territory or their land, and they refused to allow them, okay? And that group was the Edomites. You'll find out that it just didn't stay there, that when um, the Babylon, they came and they took God's people into captivity because of their disobedience, the Bible talks about how that the, the Edomites, they came up against them and that they attacked them and that they rejoiced because of what was happening to them. To the point where you'll read where God talked about the judgment that was going to come upon Edom um, because of how they entreated their brethren. And you'll find out that they didn't get that hatred for Israel just from anything. They didn't just wake up with that. Somebody passed that down on All to right. them. All right. Somebody sold that bitterness into their heart. You, you, you thought Esau got over it, but somewhere along the line, he couldn't just shake himself from it. He couldn't let go of it. It was inside of him. He couldn't let go of the hatred. He couldn't let go of the bitterness. And so he handed it down to his children. And then his children handed it down to their children. And then it go, went on and on and on. Till now you have a generation after generation that is just so full of hatred and so full of bitterness. You know, I want to be careful of what I hand down. I don't want to hand down bitterness. I don't want to hand down doubt. I don't want to hand down mockery. Honey, I want to hand down faith. I want to hand down joy. I want to hand down peace. I want to build up the things of God. I want to talk about how powerful the Holy Ghost is. I want to build up Jesus' name. Oh, I want to hand down the right thing tonight. I don't want to hand down bitterness. I don't want to hand down hatred. I want to hand down love. I want to hand down faith. I want to hand down the good things of God. You can be seated tonight. I want to hand down the right thing. I want to hand down the right thing. Because you'll read in the Bible where in the word where it talks about different ones in it. It talked about how 
that uh, God was not pleased with a lot of them. He said how that the children, they have followed after Balaam and after the ways of their fathers. And in other words, the children saw the, saw the parents do it and they just repeated the same thing. I, I want to make sure that I'm involved in the right thing. I want to make sure that my hands are in the air. Yeah. I want to make sure that I got that word of God open up. I want to make sure that I'm, 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 I'm in prayer on a daily basis. You know, the writer said, train up a child yeah. uh, in the way that it should go and said that he will not depart from it. Honey, I believe that that is true tonight. I believe that if I show my child the right way, that they won't depart from it. Well, I want to show them that there is no better place to be than here in the house of the Lord. I don't want to... I don't want to train them up to be a Hollywood star. I don't want to train them up to be a ball player. I want to train them up to be a child of God that loves the word of God, that loves church, that loves prayer, that loves the good things of God. That's the only thing that's going to last. Everything else is going to burn. This is the only thing that's going to last. Heaven and earth. It's going to pass away. But my word, his word is going to last. It's going to last. So I want to, want to put the right things inside. Yeah. You can be seated tonight. So Hezekiah, he goes on. He says, the Lord is ready to save you. It's important that we know that God is ready to deliver us. God is ready to pull us out of every situation, every problem. God is ready to save us. The question is, are we ready? Are we ready? Are we willing to do whatever it takes to be saved? Because the que- it's no question that God, he stands ready to save us. That's right. He stands ready to break every, every stronghold off of our life, every addiction, he stands ready to clear our mind up of all of the confusion. He stands ready to pull us out of the depression. The question is, are we ready to allow God to have his way in complete control in our life? You know, there was one young man, he came to the Lord. And the Bible says that he came. And he wanted to know what it took to inherit eternal life. I'll tell you that he desired a great thing. It's a good thing when you begin to start searching and start seeking and and desiring to have eternal life. But you know what? It can't just stay there. You got to make it up in your mind that I'm going to do whatever it takes to inherit eternal life. Jesus told him, he said, well, you know, you know what the commandments say. And the, the young man, he said, yes, I do. I've kept them all. And Jesus told him, well, one thing thou lackest. He said, go and sell all that you have. Give it to the poor. Come and follow me. 
The Bible says that that young man, he turned around and he walked away sorrowfully because he had much goods. See, he wasn't willing to do whatever it took. He, he, he inquired a little bit. He had a little bit of interest, but he wasn't willing to do whatever it takes. Honey, you got to be willing to do whatever it takes to be saved. Jesus, there ain't no question. He wants to save you. But the question is, how bad do you want to be saved? How bad do you want to be delivered? How bad do you want to be set free? How bad do you want the Holy Ghost? If you really want it, you don't tell what he says. I'm going to do it. I want to be saved. Yeah. I want to make it to heaven. If I got to get rid of some things, I'm throwing it out the window. Give me Jesus. Give me the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Give me power. Yes. Thank you. You can be seated tonight. You'll find out with some people, when it comes down to certain things, they're not willing. To let go of it. Some people ain't willing to let go of the club hopping. Mm -hmm. Some people ain't willing to let go of the alcoholic beverage. Some people ain't willing to let go of the nicotine. They're not willing. They like what they feel when they come into the house of the Lord. But when they find out what they have to give up to inherit eternal life. They're not, they're not quite willing. But I need to know something. Whatever I give up, whatever I let go of, chances are it's going to be good for me in the long run. Right. But you know what? Whatever I let go of, it doesn't compare to what I'm going to receive That's in return. I'm it. telling you, there ain't no drink that can compare to the Holy Ghost. Woo! There ain't no ungodly relationship that can compare to the Holy Ghost. There ain't no high that can compare to the power of the Holy Ghost. I got news for you. The Holy Ghost ain't going to give you a hangover. The Holy Ghost ain't going to cause you to crash. It cause you to be depressed. It wants you to take your life, honey. The Holy Ghost is going to take you from glory to glory to glory to glory. Honey, I want the Holy Ghost. I want the real thing. I want the power. Jesus is ready to save you. Yeah. Are you ready to be saved? Yeah, come on now. Are you ready to be delivered? Come on. Are you ready to be set free? Because he's ready. He's ready. You can be seated tonight. Too many people think they got all the time in the world. And so they feel not right now. Right now is not the time. I got a little bit of running around I want to do. I got a little bit of a little bit more things that I want to want to take care of. But you know. We don't have control of when the time is. Right. I'm going to tell you when the right time is. When Jesus comes knocking at your door. And I got news for you. He's knocking tonight. Yeah. I said he's knocking tonight. Yeah. Yeah. He said I stand at the door knocking. Come on. Can you hear his knock tonight? Can you hear his voice tonight? 
He said, whoever opened the door, he said, I come in and I'll sup with them. Honey, I want Jesus to come in. No, have your way, Jesus. Come on in, Jesus. Rearrange my life, God. Rearrange my life. You can be seated tonight. Thank you. And so people think, well, they can decide when the time is right. You'll read where the Bible says Paul, he stood before one and he began to begin to talk to him about some things. He began to talk to him about, um, about judgment. One of the things he talked to him about was judgment to come. Yes. How many know there's a judgment that is coming? Oh, yeah. There is judgment to come, and I'm going to tell you, the only way to escape that is that you got to get baptized in Jesus' name yeah. and filled with the gift of the Holy yeah. Ghost. And I got right, news right. for you. You got to stay filled with the Holy Ghost. You got to stay separate from this world. Don't you know, don't you know the word of God says with the holiness, no man is going to see the Lord. So there ain't no question tonight. It's the word of God tonight. You can be seated. Oh, yeah. So he stands before this individual. He's he's talking to him about certain things, about the things of the Lord. And the Bible says that this individual, he felt every word that Paul was saying. The Bible says that he, he shook as Paul stood there and spoke to him about these things. But somewhere along the line, he... He shook himself, he threw off the feeling that he felt, and he said, you know what, come back, I'll call you at a, a convenient season. Uh, then I'll, 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 when the time is right for me, I'll, I'll, I'll call you back, and maybe I want to hear more about that, that baptism in Jesus' name thing. Maybe I want to hear more about that Holy Ghost field thing. Maybe I want to... I want that Bible study then, but I got news for you. The writer tells us that now is the accepted time. Yeah. Today is the day of salvation. Right this minute is your time, is your opportunity. And Jesus is here, honey. Jesus is here to save you. He's here to deliver you. Do you want to be saved? Do you want to be delivered? Do you want to be changed? Yeah. For the good. For the good. For the better. Yeah. You can be seated tonight. Thank you. Lord. Because you'll find out that when people aren't fully committed, you'll find out it won't be long. God is trying to save them. God is trying to pull them in one direction. But you'll find out that they'll constantly turn around yeah. and go back in the direction that God is trying to save them. And God is trying to bring them out of. You'll read where Lot, because of his, his know-it-all attitude and his, his ignorance, he's down in Sodom and Gomorrah. And God has revealed to Abraham that he is going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. And so Abraham, knowing that Lot and his family is down in Sodom and Gomorrah, and knowing that Lot is just, Lot was a righteous man, but the Bible tells us, but somewhere down the line, Lot was missing it. He was missing it big time. And so 
Abraham, he begins to cry out to the Lord. He begins to ask God if, if there's 50 righteous in the city, will you save it? And God said, if there's 50, yeah. Knowing there ain't 50 down there. There's 40? Yeah. But it's not 40. And it keeps going on and on and on. And, and God knows what Abraham is doing. Abraham is interceding on the behalf of, of, his, of his, his nephew Lot and his family. And so God sends angels down to pull Lot and bring Lot and his family out of Sodom and Gomorrah. And, and the angels get there. They reveal these things, reveal what God is going to do. So after Lot and all of his, his stalling and his tearing, the angels just, they grab, lay hold on him and pull him and his family out. And you'll find out that they're on their way out. The word is, don't look back. I got news for you. That's still the mandate today. Yeah. Don't look back. That's right. Don't go back. That's right. Come on. I don't want to be a part of those that draw back unto perdition, honey. Hey. God brought me out. I want to stay free. God delivered me from the beggarly elements. I want to stay free, honey. I don't want to go back to this world. This world ain't got nothing for you yeah. but heartache and pain, yeah. misery. You can be seated tonight. I have no desire to go back to bondage. Right. You want to know about bondage? Get entangled with this world. You'll find out what bondage really is. You'll find out what it, the children of Israel, they knew what it was. They, 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 were, they were down in Egypt, and their taskmaster was not merciful. He was very he was beating them. He was, they had to, they had to endure hard labor. I'm going to tell you, the devil, the devil is not merciful. Right. It's not in him to be merciful. The devil wants to destroy you. The devil wants to shackle you down and destroy your mind and eventually destroy your soul in hell. Honey, God brought me out of Egypt or God brought me out of this world and I want to stay out of this world. I'm not going tiptoeing back into this world. I don't want... I don't want the king's meat of this world, honey. I want to eat from the table of the Lord. I want to eat from the good things of God. I want to eat good. I want the word of God tonight. Yeah. You can be seated. And so, God, the angels are pulling them out. God, saving, trying to save, trying to deliver. But when people... Don't want it. They're going to turn back around. Lot's wife turned back around. There was something about Sodom and Gomorrah she couldn't just let go of. It was the perversion. That's all it was down there. Yeah. Filth. Yeah. Garbage. Nothing good. Pollution. That's all it was. And somehow, God is trying to do a new thing in her life. God is trying to bring her to a good place, but something inside just had to turn back around. Children of Israel, God brought them out of Egypt, but you'll find out that Egypt was still up here. Yeah. Egypt was still up here. Do you know that it's possible to be in church and have a desire for the things of this world? Oh, hear that. Do you know that it's possible to sit on church pews, but something in your heart wants the world, wants what everybody else is doing and, and what everybody else is a part of. 
I want to understand that God has put me in a good place tonight. And when I say a good place, I'm not talking about a physical location. I'm talking about the body of Christ. That is universal tonight. That is the kingdom of God tonight. There ain't no other place I'd rather be than in the church and I'm part of the bride of Christ tonight. God is trying to save you. God is trying to deliver you. The question is, do you want to be delivered? Are you ready to be saved? Are you ready? Do you want to stay saved? Yeah. Let's remain standing tonight. I feel the Holy Ghost. Yes, 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 yes. He said God was ready to save me. Ready to save me. I want you to know that's no different tonight. God is ready to save you. Yeah. God is ready to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Thank you, God is ready. He's ready to pour it out on you. The question is, am I ready to give him complete control? Am I ready to surrender my all to him? Am I ready to be serious about living for God and serving God with everything that I have? That's the question tonight. Ain't no doubt about God. That's what he's here for. That's what he comes to church for. He comes to church to save people, to transform people's lives for the good. It's the whole reason we're here. God's here to do great things in people's lives. But the question is, are we ready to let God have his way? You know, in living this life, even after being in the church sometimes, sometimes you find yourself wandering off. Sometimes you find yourself going astray. It's in us all. It's in us all. Isaiah said it. He said we're all like sheep. On astray after his own way. But thank God that God is so merciful. Thank God that we have a shepherd that just knows how to pull us right back into the fold. You'll see that Jesus came to seek and save those that were lost. You'll read an account, a parable about a young man that somewhere down the line he thought that being in the father's house was now that wasn't that that ain't the place to be he thought that it was better outside of the father's house how many know tonight that it ain't better outside of the father's house that's right there's no shelter there's no protection when you get outside of the father's house You'll find out that this young man spent all of his inheritance in riotous living. He he is now in the he is in the pig pen eating with the pigs. He comes to himself and he says that I will go back to my father's house. I'll tell my father. I'm gonna tell you the key to getting it right with the father is you gotta admit that you were wrong. Yeah. You gotta admit that I did it wrong. It was me. I messed up. But you'll find out. Do you know that the father is, was patiently waiting for him? I don't believe that it was a coincidence that the day that young man decided to go back to the father's house, that somehow the father was just out there standing. 
looking, looking afar off. I believe every day that son was gone, that that father went out looking, looking, searching. The Bible says that the father saw him afar off. I want you to know God sees you tonight. Yeah. God knows exactly where we are. You're not too far off that God doesn't see you. Right. And that God doesn't have a desire to pull you back in to where you belong. Come on. And you know what? I've come to make it up in my mind that I want to be back in the fold. I want to be back in the Father's house. I've, I've strayed away, Lord. But I need you to get me back where I need to be. Where I need to be. Where there is protection. Where there is safety. Where there is hope. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. Somebody lift up your voice, lift up your hands, and call upon the name of the Lord. It is in all of us to wander off and to go astray and to think that there's a better way. But I want to know that there's only one way tonight, and it's Jesus. You hear me, young person? There's only one way tonight, and it's Jesus. Somebody lift up your hands, lift up your voice. Come on, God is ready to save you. God is ready to wipe the slate clean. God is ready to forgive some people of some things. The question is, are you ready? Come on now. Are you ready? God stands ready all day long. The writer says he stands with his arms stretched wide all the day long. God is waiting. He is anticipating, patiently waiting. Come on, I don't want him to wait any longer on me. I come to run to the Father tonight. I come to run into his arms tonight. I come to run and fall down on my knees and get on my face and let those tears fall and let Jesus know that I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. I'm ready, God. Have your way in my heart. Have your way in my mind. I'm done doing it my own way. I'm done doing it my own way. Have your way in my life, Lord. Yeah. This altar is open. Somebody come. Come on now. With your heart lifted, with your hands. Call it up.